and welcome to Half-Baked Stories, where every episode we each come with storytelling ideas and then combine them into one singular narrative. My name is Jed. I'm Rebecca. My name is Rain. And let's start with Rain. What's your story ingredient for today? An entomologist's cabinet. Oh god. <laughs> Rebecca? <laughs> so you'd think that you couldn't get more specific than that, but I did. Um, uh, elf rejected from Santa's workshop. <laughs> nice. Uh, and mine is cyberpunk. So... We should probably, like, define some stuff Yeah, it's here. entomologist bugs. Yes, the study of insects. I nailed it. No, I perfect. nailed it. So it's, it's, I was specifically cabinet. envisaging, you know how they have, like, those, like, weird bugs and they'll just pin them and they're dead mm-hmm. and then preserve them? That's kind of what I was imagining, but, like, we can go with whatever works. From... Could be his book cabinet. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, I mean, as long as it has... His cabinet of fine wines. Yeah, mm. just in an entomologist's house, which yeah. would take in the mickey. It's okay. <laughs> okay, all right, so we now have half an hour to turn this, or 20, 29 minutes, to turn this into a single story. Um, is there anything else about etymologists? I'm going to Entomologists. Etymologists is the study of words. Okay. Etymology, sorry. And it's like there's a Y. He's a bug man. Okay, bug man. Bug man. We're calling it bug man for today. Bug man cabinet. Bug man for today. Um, cyberpunk, for people who aren't familiar, is a genre of sci-fi normally set in a dystopian future where technology is usually running rampant and causing all kinds of chaos. Um, good examples are Blade Runner, Neuromancer, Matrix, sort of, mm-hmm. those kind of things. Yeah. Okay. And cool. visually, it's, you know, your big goggles from the train juxtaposed yeah. with gothic umbrellas and big mechanical I think you're boots. going steampunk. Am I thinking steampunk? I think you are thinking oh, steampunk. Oh, I've messed it up. <laughs> I mean, you could have a steampunk cyberpunk if you really wanted, but no, that's okay, a lot of so, to Yeah, okay, with. so I'm thinking steampunk. Ignore me. Okay, so, punk, so visually, what would cyberpunk look like? Have you seen Blade Runner? I haven't. Have you seen The Matrix? Have you seen any sci-fi films? <laughs> Of oh, How did you get oh, on this my. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen part of The Matrix. Okay, so visually it's um, a rainy street in a futuristic version of Japan with holograms trying to like sell you wares and the main sure. character, a grizzled detective in an overcoat with no umbrella for some reason so that the rain can plaster down their scalp as they walk moodily through the dark streets the trying to see. solve the murders. The wares are also usually unnecessarily, like, sex or drug related oh, for some reason. Because in the future, okay. that's all there is. That's all there is. That's it. And there's That's all you do for fun and... yeah. other cool. than work is... Yeah. Great. Okay, I can see how these are. Okay, so very different here. genres. We're not steaming, we're cybering. Correct. <laughs> we're cybering. <laughs> cool, okay, okay. Cybering is the steaming of the future. We could use a bit of etymology, couldn't we? Oh boy. Um, Alright, what was your ingredient again, sir? Uh, mine was <laughs> an elf rejected from That's Santa's right. workshop. So you guys kind of clash a bit. No, these work perfectly. Cyberpunk Santa, who is like some sort of robot overlord, forcing his elvish workers to slave away in the production line to produce unnecess- an unnecessarily sex or drug-related hologram products to distribute to the world. I can't see any way that this is not, like, <laughs> bare-face satire. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, etymol- entomol- Bugman. Bugman. How are we going to deal with Bugman into this? Into the, the slave Santa model. Um, I don't know. Take it out from the that. slave Santa. Yeah, how could it connect to one or either? Mm. I feel like it connects up to cyberpunk... All right. Mechanical it, bugs. Mechanical. Ooh. It doesn't even have to be mechanical bugs. Like, 
There's a weird fascination with the living um, in cyberpunk anyway. It's like versus the... So it's like a robot who is an entomologist or something like that. I like that. Um, Or you could be trying to re-resurrect the species. Yeah. Yeah, Because what if like all the bugs are dead and this person is trying to like recover the bugs or preserving them or something like that? Mm. That's interesting. And then how do we tie that into... I feel like the entomologist has to be... Well, first of all, I feel like the entomologist is the character. Yes. And his cabinet or her cabinet has to be relevant somehow. But um, Mm. maybe they're the person or thing that Santa Claus is giving the gifts to. And that's how we tie in the rejected elf. Mm. Or maybe... This is complete spitball. I don't know if this will work. Or maybe the whole thing with the rejected elf is... Santa's elves are not actually there to make the goods. They're there to steal the goods from other people via elaborate heists <laughs> and then give them to Santa for Santa to redistribute like a jolly bearded Robin Hood. So it's, it's so, basically just one big karmic. Can, uh, okay, yeah, pretty can, much. Can we not, if we're, if we're in this world of like cyberpunkness, can we not then say that Santa's workshop and take it away from the mythology of it and say that Santa's workshop is an organization. Oh, that's good. Or something like that. And or like an AI. It, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> or it's, you know, the nickname given to a big organization. Because, you know, in a lot of these, in a lot of these cyberpunk dystopian worlds, you've got these huge, big, the organization or the company. The or, conglomerate. Yeah. And so can we, can we nickname something, the organization and the employees are the elves and something happens with this with this case of bugs. Yeah, okay. I like this. Um, so this so direction. taking it more of a... I feel like that might work. This is cool. Okay, so we need Otherwise, to... it's too clashy trying yeah. to go from... But I think... Well, okay, so one of the ways I think this could work is in the world of cyberpunk, perhaps Santa has been replaced... <laughs> Finally, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's getting old. Take that old man <laughs> by like an android. Um, and one of the quirks of this android is that it's a has a like weird fascination with bugs, and that's where the cabinet comes in. But it's also the this android has rejected the elf, and the elf feels like he would have been accepted by a human Santa Claus, and it's kind of like a glitch in the system or some problem with the system that has caused him to be rejected. And so it's like a story of his attempted is, revenge. Is Ooh. the Santa Claus real or are they pro... Like, they could all be little... Or it's just the CEO of the corporation, I guess, if you wanted to yeah. get a real big corporate. <laughs> because I feel like that that's quite cute. He thinks that... if Especially if the elf is a robot that thinks he's an elf and he thinks the CEO is Santa. It could be any organisation, but it's just from his point of view... He thinks... So he believes the mythology. He believes... Something gone wrong with his coding. That he believes that in this big factory, he is an elf. And the man in the mysterious (laughs) room is Santa. Wait, so the the elf is like a robot that has been coded to have, like, memory implants. Yeah, he... Like, something happens. But but if if he gets rejected, (laughs) like... In a logical organization, he would just be scrapped for parts. Mm. So either he escapes that process or, yeah, there's got to be some explanation there. Okay, cool. Well, what's always fascinates me about a lot of cyberpunk movies is they're often about, like, here is a system that has been set up in the future that ensures total, like, 
peace slash happiness slash safety slash wealth. Mm. It's infallible. And, and then, then at the end of the first act, it's like, it failed. Uh-oh. <laughs> what yeah. are we going to do now? Well, we'll just cover it up and destroy all the people who were involved in this. Like in Minority Report, which I don't know if you've seen. I have, you have seen Minority I have Report. seen that. I love yeah, that movie. Okay, movie? I do like that. Um, Minority Report. Tom Cruise. Yes. Yeah, I think Directed I by Steven Spielberg. It is about a Very good. future police system where psychics predict crime before it happens. And oh, that's psychopaths. Psychopaths is an anime. I mean, Philip K. Dick wrote the original Minority Report story first, so So, cop that. The way Psychopaths works is it calculates your crime coefficient. Oh, this thing, yeah. But, like, eventually you find out the spoiler is the way it does it is they've actually hooked up a network of a bunch of um, criminal brains, and so they use known criminal brains to identify whether people have a high crime coefficient or not. Mm. And so sometimes people are unknown because their crime isn't understood. Anyway, so bringing it back to this, I think it could be cool if we have, yeah, someone who thinks they're an elf, but really they're like a cyborg that's been pro- Can we make them actually look like an elf? Just, I mean, how serious do we want this to be? Because if they are a cyborg, then you could make them look like- I feel like there's no serious way we can be like, but he thinks he's a Santa Claus elf. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just feel- Yeah, we have to figure out a way to go, okay, we understand that this is weird. Mm. We We see it, we get it, but- yeah. Yeah, you have okay. to embrace it. All right. So, uh, cyborg slash android who thinks they are an elf working for Santa, and that's the way that they are forced to be obedient within the factory that they're working in. Then gets fired by Santa. Producer subpar. Decommissioned. If, Decommissioned. If, if we're in a factory that's like a, a scrap factory, mm. and all the robots are like scrap heap robots, right? That will might then explain why his wiring's gone weird, why oh, he true. starts to act out, and might say why if he got fired, they don't decommission him. They just let him off into the world. Someone will take him apart for scrap parts. Okay, cool. We'll do that, and then we can have like a bit of a wandering like no oh, Yeah, first. like a wandering the earth sort of looking for Santa. So what could be cool about this is if his whole arc is like beginning with an intense love for Santa Claus. Perhaps the end of it could be him realizing that like. Santa is a myth, or maybe that's like oh, halfway Santa through. Santa isn't real. Santa isn't real. <laughs> Sorry, just like just hypothetically, not totally saying are you, this are is you using, the reality. But are you using the um, a parallel between a child understanding that a myth isn't real and some kind of like yeah coming of age. Perfect. That's, that's so. That's quite serious for like a. But this Santa, this robot thinks it's an elf. Well, it's a cyberpunk thing. I yeah, haven't I, seen many cheery cyberpunk. I movies. would definitely. <laughs> I, I definitely think that fits into the gloomy yeah. rain. He's going into the rain. He's found a little Santa hat. Or he's sitting in the snow. He's like singing Merry Christmas to himself. Oh, yes. Like really sad imagery. <laughs> the most tragic Christmas story ever told. Yeah. This is good. Oh, and this is great because we can have this story told every year regularly and just collect paychecks. <laughs> yes. oh. Like December twenty fourth slash twenty fifth every year. You know, when we make there's all of our a money. The, because there's a spaceship on the moon, like a little a little rover, and every year it sings Happy Birthday to itself. No one can hear it. It Wait, just what? sings happy birthday to itself. Yeah, song. it's a thing. Really? It's a little... It's, it's a, a little... Why is it that's so much, sad? That's really impractical. It's like... I don't know. It's just the idea that it's sitting there just singing to itself. No one to celebrate with it. Did some NASA scientists, like... Were they locked in Christmas drunk and, like, yeah. alone and was just but, but, wishing but for their angst to be why carried does, out to the world? Why does singing the song... Like, no it could it. not sing the song. Yes. Why is singing the song more tragic? It's still alone in space. <laughs> 
But it's okay, Christmas, Rain. It's the spirit of Christmas. Or can the spirit of Christmas be like an AI program? Sorry, the spirit of Christmas. The spirit of Christmas is an AI program (laughs) that like ensures that certain like KPIs are balanced on Christmas Day to ensure maximum spirit of Christmas feeling. The spirit of Christmas has decided that your production levels are five percent below last year. (laughs) Yes. Okay, that's increase. Otherwise, you will be decommissioned. That's good. I like that. Oh, that actually makes sense. Okay. So we know kind of the beginning, and we know sort of where we're aiming towards. This factory produces some Christmas goods. Yeah. I like the idea that it's karmic redistribution of wealth. Yes. So it's just like there's some seizures, but it's also just like (laughs) scrap and things like that. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. It's it's very, as you said, on the surface, really nice, mm. but then just absolute some weird a mess. conspiracy going on. Yeah. So how, yeah. how, so do how we did get it start? To the entomologist. No, oh, let, let's start? figure out where the entomologist. I feel like this, this. Oh, true that. The yeah. current CEO is an, an android, and he's also an entomologist. Oh, here's what we could do mm. for the elf to redeem themselves in Santa's eyes. Maybe he goes off on a quest to find like the only other living bugs in the world, or something like that. Because the entomologist is like, he sees that he's got all these bugs up here and he's like, oh, Santa loves bugs. I'm going to try to find a real living bug, but because it's the future, there's like no bugs alive. But mm-hmm. he's like, oh, Santa has them. I'll find some. So he goes off on a quest and he tries to find them. And then perhaps he does find it, brings it back. And then the big twist could be that all of Santa's little bugs are all just robot bugs. And it reflects the whole arc of Santa That's not so being sad, real. Man. This is cyberpunk. Like you gotta, you gotta yeah. make sure there's lots of crying and lots there's of existential be crime, dread. Crying and rain. What's another C? Crime, crying and <laughs> crying cyber stuff. Crime, crime, crying Christmas. Perfect. There we go. The triple C of our marketing. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad we know what our post is gonna be. Even yeah, that's yes. even if we don't know about the story. Yeah. Um, if, can we put can we put Santa? We're about halfway through our can time. We, by can, the way, can this factory be a outpost of the normal one? Oh, and then okay, that's, that's North Pole. That's cool. So he's like, I'm going to go to the North Pole. Yes, I will find a bug for Santa. And off he goes into the world, and you know there are human settlements or whatever. Because I feel like, I like cyberpunk it. still needs to have the human. Oh, absolutely. Elements. Yeah. Are we wanting to have? I've, no, no, no. It um, does, right? To give that that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just robots. joking. Um, okay. <laughs> so I guess if if this is just an outpost, then we can't pretend that the Santa we have here is the real Santa. is the real Santa. But maybe he thinks it is. We could just be like a like the Santa's right hand person or whatever. Does Santa? Oh, have he like comes. A... He comes. Oh, maybe. <laughs> he comes maybe the person in the outpost is called Rudolph. Rudolph, cute. And like all of the outpost people are named after one of Santa's reindeer or I'm something. I'm just imagining. Um, yeah, there are twelve outposts. Yeah, perfect. Love that. Love that. <laughs> he comes visit, so he knows what he looks like. Yeah, and he's just yeah. seen him from afar. So maybe this this uh, elf got actually rejected by Rudolph. Yes. Instead of Santa. That makes a lot and of sense. And so then he's going mm-hmm. to appeal to Santa. Yes. Um, and he knows that Santa likes bugs, so he's like, "I will come bearing." A fly as a gift for you. Yeah. And then he goes off on a quest to like find flies. Because if if they're if they've all been programmed to know that certain gifts are, you know, certain tiers and so they work to make those certain things and they get rewarded for finding certain materials in this dystopian world. And Santa every year he comes in and goes, 
You know, have you found anything alive? Have you found anything yeah. alive? Yeah, I feel like. And for the past ten years, there's been nothing alive. Mm. So when Rudolph kicks him out, he's like, "If I can find something alive, he is obsessed with this. Yeah, he will. He'll let me live at the North Pole instead of living That's under good. Rudolph." I like that sure. a lot. And what we could do to emphasize that that impact of what you're saying there. My sentence just like vanished from me halfway through, but I had to finish it out of commitment. Keep going. You had, if you have like the factory looking like pleasant and sort of Christmassy, but in a weird cyberpunk way, like the candy canes are just holograms and they like sort of flicker when you look at them. Yeah. But if you just mm. don't pay attention, it looks real. It looks like you're in a Santa's workshop. And then the first time that he goes outside, he's in this like desert, desertified, like post-apocalyptic landscape. It's always raining, even though it's a desert. I don't know how that works. We'll work it out. We can make or it up. We'll make it up. <laughs> or it's just like a big metropolis and it's all like bleak and grim and, and dark and lots of holograms offering you goods. And he's like, oh, they were produced there. I, and then there's more yeah, of a contrast Yeah, that would there. be interesting. I, I really like that. But I think the thing with the living things mm. is that um, this whole thing makes more sense if there are no humans. Only because like oh. if, if, if he's trying to find a living thing yeah. and he finds humans, then that makes a lot of it sense. kind of... Is odd, no, but also it's like, like animals. If if everybody, but how would humans live with like no animals? I think I think it with uh, meal replacements, with vitamins, whatever. Yeah. You don't actually have to have. You, you do. I mean, cop that animals. Just you no, do. you, you can a, do it straight with just them. algae. Yeah. We would die in like fifty days without flies. I think is a statistic. I can't remember really? the number of days. There's yeah. a certain number of days that like if flies just vanish from the earth, we're cooked. We would be. Um, okay, maybe no humans then. I like, but the thing I like about no humans is like this process, which is supposedly created purely to like distribute gifts to humans, oh. is now like, but, but but what do we do? And so they're kind of trying to keep it going, yeah, because they don't know what else to do. <laughs> That's their yeah, only director. Like that. Yeah, and Santa's yeah, okay. having this big existential crisis because I assume he's the most intelligent AI. Yeah. and he's like freaking out. <laughs> but all of the other cogs are just kind of. Keeping it going. I like that a lot. Could he be obsessed with finding bugs? Because if you find bugs, you can start up life again. Yeah, or something some like dream like that. So Santa is meant to he's looking for proof it isn't over. He's been coded to find To serve humans. To bring happiness to to humans. humans. Um But he has no humans. Well no, but he's still coded to try and find something alive. Yeah. To try, because he's like, benefit. if I can find some bugs, I can bring back Great. Fauna. Okay. That gives him, that explains why he visits, why he sends them out under the guise of making toys. No, but I think they still make the toys and they still deliver them yeah, to, just empty, to empty houses. Yeah, just empty houses. I agree. That's super tragic and I like oh, that a lot. Oh, that's so sad. Maybe that could be yeah, like I a scene. <laughs> that'd be, yeah, that could be a scene like halfway through it or whatever where... The main character sees some other factory workers going out to deliver, well, drones, I presume. Sees drones going out to deliver and he's like, oh, like, this is finally my chance to see where my gifts end up or whatever. And he, like, runs to see them deliver it to a house. He hasn't seen humans this whole time. And he, like, maybe, I don't know, hitches a ride on a drone or whatever to get up in the house (laughs) and... Then down the chimney, just, surely. Yes, <laughs> but you can't fit down the chimney anymore because it's just like yeah, all yeah, that's all, good. All the previous ones, lots of good for yeah, true that yeah. So it's he all blocked up. Down. Yeah, I like and he climbs it. out, goes back in or whatever, and then yeah, he just sees like an empty dust. I feel film. like this would be a great little short film. I feel like what short film. I think this has enough substance. Oh, I think I think Something it could go long, but I think it could be all done with no. Uh, 
dialogue. No dialogue at all. Oh yeah, like an animation thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh no, like it's it's Wally. Really cute. It yeah, is, it is. I get very kind of like Wally. I mean, there is dialogue in Wally, but yeah, like I get what you're saying. The first little bit. The first is, bit. Yeah, is no. very impactful. Um, that looks so, sad. so how does how does this conflict get resolved? Yes, um, I feel like I I envisage a scene where he walks in, he finally has made it to Santa, mm. and he just sees all these cabinets, the entomologist cabinets, which are just like filled with these dead bugs that are pinched. Yes, it's like mm. kind of depressing because it's like Santa's found so many bugs, but they're all dead, like beforehand. Yeah. Or did Santa? What if no, the no, bu- oh, what if hold on? What if the bugs? <laughs> Were the reason why humanity got wiped out. So Santa wants to find live bugs so that he can just kill them in revenge. I, I, no, no, no I, th- no, I think that's cool. I think you, you build it up and the audience slowly goes, oh, that's why he wants it because if you can, because everyone's dead. So if he brings back bugs, yeah. that means they're alive. This is great. This is going to be really exciting. He then finds a bug and you're like, yes. And he gives it to Santa. Santa puts it and down and the main character in. has hope in his eyes and <laughs> pins it. Dead bug. Yes. Yeah. Um, cause, like, <laughs> and then end scene is him freezing in the cold, singing jingle bells to himself. Like I, I, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's good. Especially because I feel like up. that's his new purpose. Is just like he had to find some kind of purpose in the in the apocalypse. Yeah, and his new purpose is the routine destruction of, <laughs> of the life form that destroyed humans. Yeah. And he could even explain that. Like, maybe the robot goes up to him, the elf goes up to Santa and says, oh, like, I understand why you wanted this. It was really hard to find, like, this fly, but I understand that with this, you're going to be able to create new life and this will let you, like, solve humans' problems or whatever. Mm. And then Santa's like, it was the bugs that wiped them out or whatever. And then just... Well, just humans are dead forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that. There's no bringing back. That's good. I love it. I love I, how grim I, this is. So what does the I, robot do upon this like terrible revelation? I think he he, he just needs leaves. to find or mm. needs to find his purpose. Yeah, you're right. But I, I I really like that this entire this entire thing is each robot wants to have its purpose. Each robot wants to have its purpose, and they'll just do whatever. I sort of want that robot to just go. It's got nothing. Wow. Okay. This is this is how it is. Like it, which is really depressing, but to be able to go, I don't have a purpose and now I need to figure something out do we and just, just leave it. And do we just, just wanders it? the wasteland. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Otherwise the alternative is, and I kind of like the wasteland one, but I'll say this anyway. Otherwise you just end it at the moment that Santa like <laughs> And then you flick, them flick back on his eyes and it's sort of like... <laughs> A couple of sparks behind the eyes going, oh, Yeah, or like maybe this? a little bit of bug juice just splatters onto him or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, really, I'm, I'm actually really liking the visuals of the world. That's cool. This is fantastic. Yeah, I, this came together a lot better than I thought it would. Yeah. At, when like, you said you're like elf no one, idea. I was like, oh, this is going to be hard. This is good. We still have about six minutes left so how are we going to flesh out some stuff here i feel like there's a huge part of (laughs) a huge part of his um his arc before he meets santa that we need to like understand so one of the moments we've kind of captured is when he discovers that like humans have been dead Mm. or like life seems to be missing from the earth yeah how does he come to that conclusion and then figure out that the bug could be the answer. Yes. Like, does he see mm-hmm. two bugs 
become a bug family. <laughs> I mean, it is cyberpunk. We do need to include some sexual <laughs> aspects some, to this. Some uncomfortable sex yeah. is required by cyberpunk. By genre. cyberpunk law, yes. Um, but there, there needs to be some sort of snapping point he where understands. he goes, that plus that equals life. <laughs> That's why we need the bugs. That's why he wants the bugs. And okay. what bug does he find? Yeah, that's true. Let's think about it was that. It's just, just the bug that causes the apocalypse. I don't think we need to be too specific. We could come up with a name the for it. The apocalypse bug. I mean, you can Apoca find a cockroach. That's, that's, yeah, the big, that's the big anti-apocalypse bug, right? I mean, it there's like could this survive anything. fruit fly that is apparently way better at resisting radiation than oh, cockroaches. Really? But like, it doesn't have as good but, PR, so but, we don't know about it. What about water bears? Yeah, or water bears as well, but they're too tiny. Are, and you can release can them into in the space. vacuum of space. And they will survive. Yeah. Badass. They're, they're really tiny though. They're microscopic. Yeah. Oh, well, so like, they don't really, they don't really count as an animal. Really oh. that into a cabinet, oh. can well, exactly. I mean, cockroaches aren't animals either. So. They're insects. Oh, you well, yeah. But like all of the things we're talking about. Are, are insects, insects so. just like, insects come under the umbrella of animals. No. What? <laughs> a different kingdom. When you thought the revelations were reserved for our characters, but they were for us as well. Aren't they? No, it's like... Insects are under animals. Rain's yeah. shaking. We can live fact check later, let's focus. Okay, yeah, anyway, we have, we have five minutes left. So, okay, I think cockroaches are I'm cool because sure. they're iconic. Um, plus, also, then there's almost that, like, metatextual reference to Wally, how he becomes good friends with a cockroach. Yes! Yes, I was just thinking that. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. And then he's so then it's extra tragic. Extra tragic. And he starts looking at it like you're the hope for humanity. This is incredible. You're my friend. You're my only friend I've ever truly had. Boom! <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, and then the cockroach, okay, a cockroach could like they strike up a friendship and then the cockroach could lead him back to his little roach family. And then Yeah, sees that all works. The that yeah. works. And then he realizes that he figures out reproduction. Yes. You know, but how do we stop the birds and the cockroaches? <laughs> um, I think we need more stuff to yeah, happen before that, though. Mm. So, like, first he goes out. It's a desert. He's wandering around for a while. Can't find any living things at all. And well, presumably, why does he his get journey... rejected? Also, why does he get okay. rejected by Rudolph? You're right. Um... Maybe he comes back. Like, there's a little montage of him coming back with stuff, and none of none of his scrap metal gets used, but everybody else's gets used and he starts getting dismayed. I'm hesitant about him going out to find things because then if they're going out to find stuff, then wouldn't he like already know the world before? True. Maybe other robots yeah. are specifically for... Yeah, you segment it, right? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So, all right, that's cool. We have... Yeah, we could have like a kind of funny sequence at the start of him like trying really hard to make things. And, and it's really super creative. impractical. Yeah. Yeah. Like Goldberg machines that just are bad. Yeah. And nice. yeah, I'm imagining, yeah, he's like a charming robot or whatever. And he's like, ta-da, I've made this like cool wind chime thing that like you need to blast furnace to power because it's made from some super heavy metal or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, you just have him making all these weird impractical stuff. And every time Rudolph just shakes his head and... Well, the worst part His about it glow is, is red. does does Rudolph know um, that like it's pointless? Because rejecting him, even though it's pointless, <laughs> yeah. is a pretty heartless thing to do. You're right. So either Rudolph knows, but he's like so wrapped up in like continuing the pretense t- that gives him purpose and like following this illusion that he's like 
following protocol anyway. I, I or think... he's just a massive dick. <laughs> massive robo dick. I mean, Rudolph um, does seem like the kind of reindeer who does like yeah. kidnap himself. Show yeah. off. I mean, with that um, red nose. The montage can go over a couple of years. Because I feel like... Nah, I reckon it... Can no, be... but like, if, if you've got a robot who's programmed to make toys and not question, then unless little things happen over many years, yeah, okay. he finds a red hat. He finds a picture of a dog. Like, things happen over the years. His programming's not going to change yeah. compared to everyone else in the shop. He starts seeing Santa come in. Maybe he finds a little iPod. You know, he hears Christmas carols. Something. And then, yeah, so maybe we need to build that up and explain why the code's changed. One thing we could do with that, you sparked this idea when you mentioned Santa coming in. So maybe the elf, like, assembles something that is in some way, like, a good recreation of humanity. So maybe he's, like, found a cracked portrait of, like, a family celebrating Christmas or whatever. And he somehow, like, incorporates it into this weird, like, sculpture. And then when Santa comes in and he's looking at all the things other people have made, other people have made, like, a car or, like, a toy horse. Or and then this this one robot has made, like, something that reminds Santa of humanity. And mm. Santa just, like, starts crying or, like, something like that. And he runs away. And Rudolph misinterprets that as thinking that this elf has made something that's displeased Santa. Oh, okay. So then... Yeah. He yeah, nice. gets rid of him for that reason, because he's like, I'm here to make Santa happy, Santa's here to make humanity happy, Santa is unhappy, therefore you need to go. And then that can be, like, a good way to get it, it out of there. It makes sense if Santa was directly, like, the robot butler of an actual human. Oh, yeah. So he has a better understanding of humanity and stuff. And maybe he's not coming from a malicious place at the end, he's coming from a, there is no hope. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's pretty much, That's I think, what we decided. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not we're killing the humans. It's there is no hope. I want to capture the life. I want to I wanna see it and be around. I like, I like the petty possible. revenge. <laughs> Boom. No, I like the more pointless existential bleak and angst mm. that comes from there is no hope. There is no, 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 no. there is no hope, of course. Yeah. But he's also just like... I mean, maybe something like maybe do. we leave it nebulous because that can be something that the audience mm. can try to figure out for themselves at the end. The other... Is he annoyed at the bugs for being alive and the humans for not being alive? He misses his yeah. human. The other possibility is that, like, if you're saying he was a butler, he was a butler to actual Santa, and then he, mm. um, like, kind of took over when everyone died, and so he's just trying to fulfill that, trying to keep the illusion going mm. for all the other robots. And on that note, that's our brainstorming session done. That was good. Good work, team. Nice. Our story begins in a factory. This is in an undisclosed location to start with, and it looks pretty, you know, it's shabby, but it looks pretty wholesome. You've got all the robots sitting behind long white desks you've got a couple of decorations in the wall you've got candy cane holograms giving it a cozy atmosphere and behind the desk the robots are hammering away at different scrap metal appearing to make some toys um the robots themselves are pretty shabby but they all seem to be pretty pleasantly engaged with what they're doing and amongst them is a bigger and Slightly more sinister looking robot. He's got a red visor on his head. His name will be Rudolph. So 
we see a montage over the years um, that focuses on Elf 284. Um, and you see him slowly squirrel away different artifacts that the, um, that the scavenging robots are bringing back from the outside world. He finds a picture frame with a family in it. He finds a little, uh, like little Christmas ornaments and stuff like that. And you see little bits of an even larger um, robot. He's dressed all in red. His name is Santa amongst all the robots. And he comes, he looks around, and uh, the robots really seek his approval. One year he comes um, at a time where Elf 284 has made this really elaborate and strange toy. Everybody else is making rocking horses and little steam trains. But he's made this really outlandish thing. Um, and this big Santa robot is very affected by it. Which you don't really see any of the other robots have emotions. But this robot does. Um, and he seems to get upset and he turns away and he leaves. Rudolph gets really, really mad at Elf 284. Thinking that he's peeved off um, the big guy. Haha, <laughs> the big guy, big jelly guy. Yes, yes. Um, and um, exiles Elf 284, saying that he's he's just scrap metal. Um, so Elf 284 leaves. And in his head, he's remembering back to the time that Santa always comes and he's trying to look for uh, animals. He's trying to ask the scavenging robots and the workshop elves um, whether anybody has found anything alive. But for years and years and years, no one's had anything alive for him. So Elf 284, he's going, I want to get to Santa. Santa's Santa will look after me. I'm going to go to the North Pole, which is the biggest workshop um, that this robot looks over. And I'm going to bring him something alive. And he'll take me in and I'll be able to be a good elf for the rest of my life. So he leaves the workshop and he finds himself in this barren wasteland. But he's determined. He walks on. He walks on and he gets to a little town. Completely empty, there's nobody there. But all of a sudden, all these drones come out and they're carrying the packages filled with the toys that the workshop elves have been creating. And they all drop them down the chimneys. So the elf wants to see what's going on. Where are the humans that they've been making these toys for? Tries to jump down the chimney but can't because it's completely filled with presents. And realizes that all the houses are empty. Which is a bit concerning for him. So he keeps going on, keeps going on. He eventually stumbles across a little cockroach. He becomes friends with this cockroach, and the cockroach eventually leads him to his little roachy family. Um, he's starting to piece together that actually there are some animals around, and he's starting to think Santa's got this big plan. Um, so he takes his roach friend, travels even further, he protects him from the cold, he's starting to become a bit more human, gets to the North Pole workshop, Enters into Santa's workshop um, with this little roach, presents him really proudly. Um, and Santa takes him gently from him, takes the little roach, um, opens up his big room, and Elf 284 is horrified to see that instead of being a laboratory where he's bringing the world back to life, because this is now just a robot world that's very clear. Um, he's actually been capturing all the living creatures and using them in his cabinets. This um, We see little flashbacks of 
the Santa elf was actually the robot butler of a high up executive who used to run a toy company. Um, he became really attached to him. He was given more emotions and an understanding of the human race. And when everybody died, he started to lose hope. Um, and he's upset that the bugs are still alive, but at the same time wants to still capture the idea that there are living creatures. And so he takes the roach and he pins him into his cupboard. And uh, Elf 284 is absolutely heartbroken and without any purpose, he goes out into the cold and he wanders until he can find somebody to give him purpose again. Close scene. It's so sad. It's very sad. It's very sad. And that's our story. See you next time. Merry Christmas. <laughs>Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and tell a friend about it. I'm sure they'll appreciate all of our weird and wacky antics. Cheers.